What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Cold Pizza Podcast. My name is Bailey. I hope you are having a great day wherever you are listening from. Booker and I are bringing you another great show today. Booker spent two and a half years working in the service department at a dealership, and he has some of the greatest stories of dealing with customers. This one is a good one. He had a lot of fun telling these stories. If you're new here, I release YouTube videos every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, and podcasts are on Thursdays, not necessarily every Thursday. You can follow us on all platforms at Horsepower Pizza, and you can follow us on Instagram at Cold Pizza Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get on with the show. I like my pizza cold and my women colder. Yeah, she too stubborn or I would have told her. And every time I'm with my buddies, yeah, we never sober. <laughs> Wake up feeling 10 years older. It's the Cold Pizza Podcast. We're going to start there. Hey, yo, welcome back to the Cold Pizza Podcast. I am your host, Bailey Shank. I own Horsepower and Pizza and Pizza Boy Metalworks LLC. I am joined again by Booker. Who's Andrew? We don't know. It's just Booker. Um, I apologize for the Supercross preview podcast only going live the day of the second round of Supercross because uh, I had a very busy week. That's okay. We had to watch the race again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, Booker and I do this cool thing where we eat pizza and then record a podcast and then watch Supercross. That's like our... It's always been our routine, but now we throw the podcast in there in the middle. And um, both of us fell asleep before the 450 main started. Look, so we're uh, old now. We It it starts at what, 9? 10. 10? All right, yeah. That's past bedtime Yeah, <laughs> for both of us. Um, and it dawned on me, like, when I edited the podcast, we never said a word about Ken Roxon. Ken Roxon did not yep. come up at all. No. I would love to see Ken get a 450 title because that is the only thing that he has not won in his career cannot he's off to a good start he is he did win in anaheim one we we have no proof of that other than the fact that i saw him on the podium after the race because that's about when i woke up and you're telling this to me for the first time today so no i i told you when you woke up but you just didn't remember i guess but um you told me who won and i said oh yeah uh (laughs) but i didn't Christian Craig killed it on the 250s. Seth Hamker, local boy, second. Um, Justin Brayton is not racing 450s this week because he tested positive for COVID. They are in Oakland. We're going to watch that here in like an hour and a half. Dude, those I uh, I saw a video of them making the whoops, and they look pretty, pretty gnarly again. I didn't see anything. I know Tomac was the fastest qualifier in... 450 qualifier one and michael moseman was the fastest 250 rider in 250 qualifier one i didn't see 250 q2 and i know that they just kept trading it was roxon was fastest and then cooper webb was fastest and then uh tomac was fast like they were just trading back and forth in 450 q2 and yeah. all i had to go off of for that is uh twitter so i didn't <laughs> watch any of it but it's not televised anyway yeah i don't know i love supercross but apparently i also love sleeping through supercross mm-hmm. um as promised last week this is gonna be a more booker heavy show we're gonna let booker talk a little bit and uh 
Booker no longer works there, so he has the liberty to discuss the things that went on at this particular Subaru dealership that he worked for at one time. Now, would you say you're not a fan of dealership work? I am not. I work at an independent. I'd call it an independent shop. It's an now. independent. Um, and the they atmosphere treat you is, very well. They treat you like family. You're not just a number. Uh, the dealership mentality is, oh well, if you don't do this, you can fuck off because you can be replaced by anyone. And you can tell that they treat everyone that way because, well, you, you don't, don't get winners all the time. And <laughs> yeah, but that's also. I have a lot of friends that have worked for dealerships, and they yeah. bounce dealerships yeah. for that reason. Yep. Yeah. I see your list of stories that you have to discuss, and I some of these are stories I've heard before. Some of them are not. Y'all are gonna enjoy this, so I'm gonna shut up for a while. We're gonna let Booker take the reins. I mean, I'm obviously gonna interject here and there because yeah. that's what I do. And I'm, but. I'm I'm hoping some more come up and and uh, we kind of trigger some memories here that I can come up with some other good. We're funny gonna stories. trigger some memories, and Booker's gonna be in freaking therapy by Wednesday. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> All right, buddy. All it's right. all you. Where, where should I start? We got some good ones here. Which do you think would be a good one to start with? Number three. Number three. Okay, yeah. So a blown up 19 STI. This was a fun one. Um, so this guy comes in for a check engine light and an oil change. Well, I... Uh, go out and get my mileage. I was a, an advisor, so I don't really, I didn't work on vehicles at the time. So I get my mileage right up the vehicle and, uh, you know, maybe a half hour later, I hear a tractor pulling into the, into the shop and I look out and sure enough, it's this 19 STI. And I said, okay, he's got a few more issues than just a check engine light and an oil change. Well, he has rod knock and that's what the, the codes were for, uh, they were oil codes, lack thereof, I should say. Um, and clearly the oil change wasn't going to fix shit. So, technician comes in, confirms everything. And uh, I give the guy a call. And at this point, for Subaru warranty, you, especially with like engines, transmissions, things like that, you need to have proof that the vehicle was maintained you can submit that all to Subaru because as soon as you start a claim, they ask for all those records. And um, as long as you have the records, Subaru is actually pretty good about warranty stuff. Now, does that need to be dealer maintained? Or like if you have a stack of receipts from taking it to an independent or doing work yourself, like if you can prove that you purchased oil and filters and everything, does that also apply? Usually... I mean, they, they prefer that it was at a shop, whether right. it's, whether you go down the Jiffy Lube and they do it as long as you have records, it helps. Okay. I was so, just curious. Yeah. And I'm sure it differs manufacturer to manufacturer, but yeah. I was just now, curious. Now, I was kind of stretching it. I, when I talked to him, I had history of, so when you purchase a vehicle at that specific dealership, you get the first service for free. Um, and then if you purchase like a maintenance contract or any of that stuff, it'll kick in after that first service, but it's complimentary since you purchased the vehicle there. I had history of that oil change, nothing else. Like nothing. So How many miles were on this car? 39,000. Oh. So well under the, the powertrain on those is 60,000 miles for engine. Some of the Subarus, if they had the CVT, they had the extension up to 100,000 miles for the, the warranty on that specific part of the powertrain. Right. Um, but powertrain was up to 60,000 miles. So he was in 
range as far as eligibility. Right. I just needed proof that he had service records. So I call him. I say, hey, this is what we found. I need records from you. I, I have one history of your first oil change, which I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure it was over what the interval was. <laughs> I think he came in at like 8,000 miles. And on the STIs, they recommend like some people are real sticklers on 3,000. Uh, a lot of people just run 5,000. Subaru's fine with 5,000. But uh, so he comes in and uh, we're talking about this and he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have any. I was like, so you didn't take it to like Jiffy Lube or another shop and they did it? He said, no. I said, do you have, and this was kind of stretching it. Most of the time, Subaru likes to see other shops and most of the time people can produce those records. Cool. I was like, do you even have history of like purchasing the oil? Like just to show that you did in fact buy things to maintain this vehicle. No, my brother does it. I usually just pay him cash and he gets all the stuff. I was like, dude, I don't know that there's much I can help you with. So submit everything to Subaru. Of course, they're like, well, we can't warranty something if it was abused because I'd like to believe the guy. I mean, he was super nice. He wasn't like a dickhead or anything right. like that. But like he's and like, that's, yeah, I got that. That's down bad. Like that's you don't want to see anybody. No. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. So what happened with that? So, I was like, uh, just trying to think of all the options I can help him with. I'm like, would you like me to talk to our used car department, new car? I'll just talk to our sales managers and see if there's any way they can work with you to either trade in the vehicle or any of this kind of stuff. So they... No dealership in their right mind is going to take that on a de trade. Depending. Depending. Okay. So... Because that's not a cheap replacement no, engine. No, no. And I did... I I told him, I was like, look, I can't find a used engine for this. To get new, you're looking at twenty six grand for parts and labor. So twenty six grand. That's a so, used WRX. So I talked to our sales guy, and... Uh, He's like, all right, let me look into it. I go back to talk to him again. I said, Where you? how are you making out with this? And he said, oh, he's kind of, he's screwed. I was like, okay, like screwed as in. He's like, screwed as in, he still owes like 40 on the car. Ooh. And he's like, he doesn't really have trade-in options. And he's like, the most you can tell him is like find a beater or have them repo it. <laughs> like he's like the or keep paying on it and have a car that doesn't drive. He's like those are really like the only options you have. That is rough. Mhm. Mm Cuz you don't want to like you don't want to have a repo on your credit history. Well, and I don't know what this guy's credit history was, but it didn't sound too promising. So, okay, you but yeah, I wouldn't want to pay 40 grand for something that doesn't work. Either. Or do you take out a personal loan to buy an engine? <laughs> well, a personal loan for over half of what you still owe on the vehicle? Yeah, I mean... You're and then you're paying on two loans? Yeah, you're paying on two loans. And the personal one's going to be a lot higher interest rate. Higher interest rate. You're going to be 26 grand for parts and labor, mm -hmm. plus the 40 grand you owe on the car. Let's call that what it is. That's 70 grand between two loans. The interest rate is probably not that great on the car to yeah. begin with. Yeah. And then the interest rate on the personal loan is going to be much higher. And personal loans are generally a 
36 month loan term like yep. they're generally a shorter term loan yeah so you pay all the interest and everything i'm willing to bet you're at like you're over 80 grand easy easy plus what did you already pay off right you yeah. you very well could be in that car at a hundred thousand dollars for a car that i mean i have my own views on subarus i've never Same. worked for subaru yeah I have my own views on Subarus. I don't hate them. I really don't hate them. See, that's... I'm not a fan of the cars themselves, but as far as, like, Subaru the company, they're, like, overly gen like gen I, I had a very like, good experience dealing with Subaru when I purchased my BRZ. Now, I purchased... You were with me when I purchased my Legacy. Yes. I bought yep. that. Yeah. I that was, was at a used that lot. That was at a used... It? That wasn't even a used dealership. That was a... It was like somebody's car lot. And that yeah. guy treated me very well, too. Yeah. Um, Probably about equally as well as Subaru treated me. However, yeah. that was a pre-owned vehicle. And my BRZ was also pre-owned, but I purchased it certified pre-owned through right. Subaru. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about Subaru as a company. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of just some of the things that... And every car, you're going to have things that go wrong after yeah. a certain amount of time and whatever. But I'll tell some stories about the legacy on the next podcast because this is Booker's show tonight. But, yeah. but there's... I, I have good things to say. Their cars are very safe. They do drive well. But there are... There's, there's a lot. There's some big ticket maintenance things that just don't really sit right with me and i know their newer cars are better like my legacy was an 09 but it's still timing belt was is your only hint there if you've been following along on youtube you've seen there's been subaru videos the last two weeks and the word was is uh past tense so yeah. i don't know i it's i don't like the fact that head gaskets go as quickly as they do and i mean that's a maintenance item on anything but subarus just seem to it's ring lands water pumps and wheel bearings and those are oh dude i've done wheel bearings twice on that car in the last year yep yeah do you know how many wheel bearings have a, i have a for those of you that don't know i have a 2010 ford fusion uh front wheel drive uh two five six speed manual do you know how many wheel bearings I put in that in None. the entire time of the vehicle? None. One. And that's because of a construction site. <laughs> okay. Where they didn't put signs up and you drove basically over a curb to continue on the road. And it just fucked up one of them. That was it. Yeah. But, we, like, dude, it was no big deal to, oh, yeah, your car needs two, three, four wheel bearings. And people didn't understand that. I don't know why they can't design one that doesn't screw up. Know. Um but yeah, people all the time, 105,000 miles and I have to do my timing belt. Yeah. I had, I felt so bad. These people, you could tell that they had been screwed around or screwed by dealerships in the past because they didn't really trust anyone. And I don't know who they had worked with prior to me at Subaru, but uh, they came in and the, the one guy, he had a, an 08 Impreza and... They had gotten the timing belt done at 105,000 miles, and it was like, I think he had like 140 on it, and head gaskets went. Sounds yeah. about right. And he goes, are you kidding me? Like, I just spent 1500 plus dollars to get maintenance done, and now my head gasket's Well, this, gone. you were just 
saying you didn't tell me that story specifically yeah. but you said the other week when we were talking about something wasn't on a podcast you said it's hard to communicate with people who say well i just spent this much money on this car and now i need to spend this much and yeah. it's hard to explain to them that yeah this is maintenance like that's yeah. that's preventative how this works to prevent your timing belt from breaking so that you don't have bigger issues right but the thing is head gaskets aren't preventative maintenance those are a repair right they shouldn't fail, do they? Yes. They can, yeah. Some vehicles are more prone to it than others. Supers, yeah, the old ones. Right. The newer ones don't. The front timing cover leaks, but... But again, I like both of the Subaru products that I've owned. I've liked, I've enjoyed everything that I've ever driven from them. It's yeah. They make fun cars. They're like yeah. Their all-wheel drive system is great. Yeah. Go, it's going to snow tomorrow if you live in our area. If you have a WRX or a Legacy or anything all-wheel drive, go do Cyclones in a parking lot somewhere. Oh, you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a blast. You're probably going to break your wheel bearings, but you're going to have a great time. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I always, growing up, my dream car was a Blobby STI. Mm -hmm. I thought they were the sickest thing. And I still, I think that is one of the best-looking cars they've ever produced don't know if i'm ever going to own one because their prices are definitely going up and i have other things that i would purchase before i'd buy one of those but yeah. i don't know i i've liked their cars that their newer cars seem to be less prone to rusting out and rotting but definitely yeah. like the, the older ones, the older ones definitely had out. like a rust issue which is i don't want to say it's limited to the region that we live in but yeah. we do live in the rust belt so like right. everything rusts yeah but i don't know you yeah. got a whole list of stories there carry I on do. any any particular one you want to hear next i don't know i just mentioned the blob eye i think you should bring up the bug eye <laughs> the bug eye oh the bug eye yeah this thing's awesome so um we had a i think it was an oh shoot what was it oh two oh three, oh three. Yeah, because oh four oh five was blob. I think it. I think this was an 03. He had a, a WRX came in, and uh, he said, "Yeah, I'm leaking oil." Cool. So, have my tech take a look at it. He comes back. He said, "Yeah, it's leaking pretty much anywhere oil can leak out of." It, hmm. He needs an, a full engine reseal. Basically, pull the engine out, go through it, and replace every single gasket on there. Make sure it doesn't leak. Awesome. So I call the guy. How many hours is that? Oh, <laughs> uh, 10. Okay. 8 or 10, I want to okay. say. Uh, but in total with parts and everything like that, initially I want to say the quote was right around like 2500 bucks. Okay. So That's not as bad as I expected it to yeah, be. To start. To start. To start. We're getting to the rest of it. Okay. So um, I call him, tell him, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's backtrack. When he dropped it off... He had never been there before, and uh, he said, yeah, I just want to let you know it's, like, full stage two. I was like, okay, like, whatever. Like, we've had guys come in there before. Oh, the best was, sorry, not to sidetrack. The best was, and I told you this would happen, damn it, that I'd remember stories after this. Right. Thing. So there was this dude one time that came in, and he's like, he drops off. He has, a, like, a really stupid, clean bug eye, uh, WRX. And he's like, oh, I just want to warn you, whoever drives it, it's a little hopped up. I was like, all right. So in my mind, it's like, sir, okay. Sir, it's just, it is a 2.5. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, running through my mind. Okay, a little hopped up. Is still under, like, what, 400 horsepower? Because that's all they can handle unless you spend, like... 50 grand? F- from IAG. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's not that hopped up. Whatever. Well, one of the other advisors always liked to mess with people. And he checked in with this other guy. And uh, he's like, yeah, wh- whoever whoever you have drive it, make sure they know how to drive stick. He goes, okay, I'll go out and move it and everything like that. And he's like, do you know how to drive stick? And <laughs> this advisor goes, yeah, I... I've done it once or twice. I know the concept. I, I should be able to figure it out. I was like, oh, good Lord, you're going to start a fight here in the in the office. But he didn't, and it was funny. He clearly knew how to drive stick. But um, So this guy's like full stage two. So at this point, I'm like, okay, maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. You can never really trust the people that are telling it's you stuff. It's got a K&N drop-in filter and yeah. window tint. Yeah. Um, and I heard him pull up, so I could tell it at least had an exhaust on it. So we were or heading in the right have direction. Or exhaust at all. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. He's like, no, no. Like, it went to an engine builder. It's full, in like, fully built stage two with a bigger turbo. I was like, okay, cool. So call him with this estimate. And uh, this like, we're back to the original blah blah you're talking about now. Yes. Okay. Or um, bug eye. Bug eye. Sorry. Yep. yep. Uh, it was like, it was weird. It's that weird paprika color too. That's, I remember you telling me this was a rarer color. That yeah, one, I was yeah. going to ask it was, that. It's like the one that you never see. And if you do see it, it's on like a really shitty Impreza. Right. Um, so cool. He says yes to the, the 2,500 bucks and, uh, my tech starts working on it and, uh, gets the engine resealed. It's going back together and, um. He's going to set valve adjustment, and he's checking it, and things aren't making sense. He's like, yeah, they're all... Oh, sorry. My stories are all over the place. When he had checked in, he said, yeah, if he notices, I think the idle air control valve is acting up because it doesn't want to idle sometimes. I was like, okay. And when it was going back together, he's like, oh, the valves aren't... Like, none of them are adjusted. They're all off. Not a single one was in spec. And I was like, okay. I was like, do you think that has something to do with his idle concern? He said, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Well, if they weren't adjusted properly, I guess depending on which way they weren't adjusted properly, doesn't that mean they should be kissing pistons? No, not necessarily. No. They just wouldn't open properly. Okay. Open as far and stuff. Yeah. Because okay. um, I was thinking if they open too far, they might be. Potentially. Okay. But Sorry. If they open really far, they, I guess potentially could. Um, so I was like, so what exactly he goes, do you mind calling him and seeing if you can get the phone number for his engine builder so I can talk to him and see kind of, is this the way it was supposed to be set up? Cause it's stage two. It's not stock. Right. He was just going to set it to stock valve clearances, assuming that that's what it would still be. So I called the guy and, uh, I said, Hey, do you mind if I get the phone number for the engine builder? My tech has a couple questions about setting the valves just cause it is a built engine. And he said, Okay, it wasn't actually an engine builder. It's just a guy who specializes in Subaru stuff on the side. Okay. I don't have a phone number for him. Okay. Which I thought was a little weird. And yeah, are, he goes, are you I think getting he... an engine built through Instagram DMs. Right. Or like, so what's I'm, going on so here? I'm like, okay. I was like, he's like, I think he might have cut a couple corners. That's why I wanted to bring it to you guys to have this all taken care of. I was like, all right, let me let me talk with my tech, and I'll, I'll let you know as soon as I have more information for you. So I talked to my tech, 
And I was like, yeah, basically I didn't get any information for you. He's like, okay, then I'm going to go about setting them correctly to what Subaru specs are. He goes, by the way, so in the, in the Subarus, they have uh, buckets. So that's what uh, sits on top of the, the valve spring and, and it opens the valves. Right. So what you do is you take your measurements and then you get buckets sized based on what clearances you need. Well, this guy who built this customer's engine bought literally all the same size. Which most of the time when you have an engine, they're all going to be a different size. You right. may have two that are the same by chance, but they're generally all different just to make sure the valve clearances are correct. Right. So there was that. He said, also, this guy said it was a fully built engine. He's still on stock valve springs and stock valves. Mm. So, okay, I think he said he had, like, what are they, manly pistons or I forget yeah. who the manufacturer was. So he's like, yeah, that, that was all correct, except, like... He didn't do anything with valve springs or any of that stuff, and he does have a bigger turbo on, but the engine's not anymore safe on the top end of things. It's like, okay. So I called the guy, and of course this is adding more money to the pile, and I said, hey, looks like we're going to need buckets because they weren't the right ones. He ordered all the same ones, and they're supposed to be different depending on what clearances we need. And he didn't do valve springs. Did you want to do valve springs or just leave it? He said, as long as they're still in good shape, let's leave it. And we'll go from there cool how old of a guy is this just curious Oof. i want to say he was he had to have been at most in his 30s okay yeah. so he's, he, he wasn't he was roughly our age a little bit older. a little older yeah uh, but, but again like i'm calling him with all this in my opinion bad news and most of the customers that come into subaru if you give them any news like oh i need an air filter with my oil change they get fucking pissy this dude, well, that's why I was curious. Yeah. Like this guy, you're calling Happy him as adding, a adding a couple grand here and there, and he's not bitching. That's why I was curious. No, not at all. Because if he's 18 years old, you can't call an 18 year old and be like, "Hey, this is gonna cost you an extra six grand." Yep, dude. Then my tech goes, "Look, dude, I'm stumbling across crap left and right." He goes, "There's fuel lines that are rubbing through because they're not routed properly." He goes, "We need new fuel lines." There's uh, coolant lines that are the same way that he's like dude this guy hacked together this guy's engine the engine builder did so again i call him again and i said hey look i hate to be the bearer of bad news yet again but here's more stuff that we need at this point this is like the last of it right and i looked at him all right i'm talking to him on the phone and he goes look man if you can get it under six we're good cool it's under six you're at like 5900 bucks, but you're under six. He's like, okay, sounds good. Car gets done, runs beautifully. Doesn't have an idle issue anymore. All done. No leaks, no nothing. Perfect. So the guy comes in. I'm talking to him. Still super happy. Yes, he just spent 5900 bucks with me and couldn't be happier. He goes, yeah, man, this car. He goes, I'm glad you guys worked on it. I'm really glad I brought it here. It's done right. He goes, man, he goes, I'm so excited to drive this thing again. I have about 40 grand into it. And at that point, I just stopped. I'm like, dude, you have 40 grand in this car. That's not even worth it. If you tried to sell it again, you would not get that much no. out of it. And I don't care how rare of a color that is. And if he would have taken it to someone who actually knew what they were doing, he wouldn't have spent this much money with us fixing no. it. I never fault somebody for saying, oh, well, I have X amount into this. Because I can sit here and make fun of him for this. Yeah. I don't know him. Right. Bro, we have over six grand wrapped up into a 
E36 that we got for 350 bucks. Yeah, that's true. I, I literally stopped counting how much money I have into that car at six grand, and that was probably a couple grand ago. We're probably north of eight. Well, once, I guess, once we have coilovers on that car, we will be north of eight. I guess that's true. I guess, well, when I was thinking about it in the first place, it's like, oh, okay, you have 40 grand in this car. You could have gone out and bought a brand new STI for just a little bit more than that. Yeah. And not had all these Buy a certified pre-owned one for... Because after I got my BRZ, I yeah. went back into Subaru that I bought my BRZ from. And they had a 15 STI on the certified pre-owned lot. And I think they wanted like 35 or 36 for it. And that yeah. would have been in 2015. Yeah. So it was like... It was used, but it was like new-ish right. Right. It was at the time. Still newer. Yeah. And it's just, I still can't believe to this day, being that I dealt with so many idiots and people that were just wanted to get angry about everything and think you were trying to screw them in any way possible, which don't get me wrong. There are people in a dealership that are trying to do that. I was not one of them. No. I was trying to treat them the same way that I would want to be treated. It's always a good feeling when you deal. I'm not, I don't even deal in service as much. I don't work for a dealership, but in my line of work, I deal with customers from time to time. And in today's day and age, you deal with so many people that are trying to get everything for nothing. Yep. So yep. when we have a customer come along and you're like, listen, dude, like, I'm going to charge you $130 or uh, I forget what our our rate is like, roughly $100 an hour, 85 to $100 an hour. And then if we're doing things with specialized equipment... It goes namely the water there. jet. Yeah. The water jet's like one hundred and seventy-five to two hundred and ten dollars an hour, depending on what we're doing and who we're dealing with. Yeah, and there's people that you call them and you're like, "Yeah, we're charging you X amount an hour, and it's going to be a six-hour job." And they're like, "Oh man, it's not. It's only going to take that long." Like, yeah, yeah, we'll, Dude, we'll be there to is, pick. We'll be there to the pick it up. Ever, yeah, bro. I love dealing with clientele where they're just like, "Okay." Yeah. And it's always the people that want, sorry, I'm going to tell a story now, <laughs> now that you got me thinking about it. No, we had a guy come in the other a couple months back. He's like, Hey, my daughter was riding my four wheeler and the brakes locked up or something got screwed up with one of the brake calipers. He's like, but they don't make the brakes. They don't make parts for it anymore. Yeah. Well, I have a, motorsports background with motocross and like an off-road ATV applicate like I know a thing or two about parts and where to get parts for things yeah so I'm like all right well he bought like an Amazon or eBay brake caliper he's like I think this is gonna work I'm like okay that's fine well the issue with he wanted the OEM caliper fixed I'm like, okay, we'll see what we can do. He's like, yeah, the bleeder screw broke off down in here. Or I don't think it broke. I don't know what happened. He says the bleeder screw broke off. I, I don't know how you break off a bleeder screw because you literally open it and close it. And that's, if you overly that's that. close it. <laughs> yeah, but you Or have if it to, was rusted in there, maybe. It was aluminum. Oh. The, the caliper itself was aluminum. Well, he and his neighbor decided they were going to try to drill something out. Well, that has a seat at the bottom of it, so it has to 
the bleeder screw can seal to it. Yeah. So, of course, they, they broke off a small drill bit or something in there. It's all fucked up. And I'm like, he's like, well, how long do you guys think it's going to take to fix that? And Mike, my boss, is like, I don't know, dude, probably two hours. <laughs> and it's $100 an hour. Like, he was honest with them up yeah. front. Like, if you give them the worst case scenario, even if we only charge them 80 85 bucks an hour, yeah. if you tell them 100 bucks up front, they're either going to not bat an eye or they're going to get super like defensive right away yeah he's like oh well, i don't really want to put that much into it he stood there and talked to us for half an hour <laughs> and we're like well fuck we should charge you for this yeah and we didn't right but we're like all right we're we'll leave it here and we'll work on it when we get a chance and he's like well if it's going to take more than x amount of time just abandon it and we're like all right whatever and we're trying to figure out like they tried to re-tap it. They tried to... It was all fucked up. And that nothing is worse than when somebody works on something. I think there should, be an, I think there should be an hourly rate that should be, like, substantially more if you touched it first. I agree. Like, 100%. That's, that's how I'm setting up my business. Yes, I will fix whatever the fuck you want, but if you fucked it up worse in the process before bringing it to me, yep. I'm charging you whatever the fuck I want and you're going to pay me. Yep. Or if, I'm going to put a fucking lien on it, it and I'm going to take it. If it broke and you want it fixed, it's this amount. If it <clears throat> broke, you want it fixed and you fucked it up more, it's going to be this amount. <laughs> if you want to watch while I'm working on it, it's going to be this amount. <laughs> no, you can watch all you want. If you open your mouth while you're watching, <laughs> That's the fair. rate goes up. Yep. So we decided the best thing to do was to just kind of figure out where the tapped hole was located, bore that out with an end mill, like go in there and pocket it. Mm -hmm. And we made an aluminum piece that was just a little bit bigger and pressed that bitch down in and we re-drilled it and re-tapped it. And he came to pick it up like a couple weeks ago. He's like, man, you can't even really see where it was at. And we're like, yeah, that was kind of the fucking point. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But he said that whatever he bought on Amazon or eBay worked. But he's like, it was like a Polaris Predator 500 or some shit. Like, really? I know they still make parts for it. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, I can't get any. I'm like, if I where text, did you look? <laughs> I was, I literally looked at him like blank stare. Yeah. With a long pause, and the only thing I can think of going on through my head. The wow. three brain cells that are bumping yeah, into each the, other. Yeah, the fucking three brain cells are in there singing body yada yada yada. And we're sitting there, and I'm thinking, if I text Blake right now, and Blake tells me that he can order that fucking part from Polaris, because, you know, Barnes Brothers Motorcycles and Off-Road, 589 West Pike Street, Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, does deal in Polaris. Oh, do they? They do, in fact, deal in Polaris. If I text my Polaris dealer, who is also my Kawasaki dealer, yeah. who is also my purveyor of terrible decisions and because trailers. and trailers. Yes, yeah. I did buy a trailer from him too. <laughs> um, if I text them and say, "Hey, buddy, I need a brake caliper for this year Predator 500," yeah, and he texts me back with a price, I should be allowed to a hit the customer fix <laughs> fix this caliper and charge you whatever the fuck i want because you already fucked with it and yeah. b drag your ass outside and throw hands in the parking lot because you obviously did not know where to look yeah the funny thing is there is a fucking polaris dealer a stone's throw away say, isn't there one near your work right from the shop like <laughs> 
if I run up the hill behind the shop, I can throw a football over them mountains and hit that fucking Polaris dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's always people with zero mechanical knowledge. Yep. But he's like, yo, I don't want to spend a hundred bucks on. I got a I got a knockoff caliper on Amazon for forty five bucks. I'm like, then why'd you bring it here? Well, he wants to have a spare. I'm like, so why don't you order another fucking $45 caliper? Yeah. If you open Amazon, right? You're still under one hour of you guys working on it. Buddy, (laughs) if you go on Amazon and you go to past orders, all you got to do is click order again. You don't even got to... No, no, no. You don't even have to to click order again. You can just click buy now. (laughs) But that's what I mean. One swipe buy. Yeah, but you don't even got to... How do you think I ended up with my pit vipers? One swipe buy. (laughs) Bingo. Every time... (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jack that with your no, story, no, no. but that's no because I hate when stories. people. I hate dealing with people. I hate dealing with people in general. But yeah, there are clients that yeah, man, we're we're gonna do this. It's gonna take three hours a piece at a hundred dollars an hour. And oh, I'm sorry, you wanted two dozen of them. Okay, so now we're at seventy two hundred dollars, and they're like, all right, yeah, seventy two hundred dollars is. Not a small chunk of change. Nope. But there's people that, yep, well, I need it. Yeah. And then there's people that you tell them, oh, it's going to be 100 bucks. You waste $50 of my time standing here telling me all about how you went to Tower City and you were yep. riding the four-wheeler and then your daughter rode the four-wheeler <laughs> and the brakes locked up. I don't give a fuck about your kids. <laughs> I can watch kids fall off bikes. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on my reference. I, I can watch kids it. fall off bikes all day. <laughs> Nothing's right. nothing's funnier than a fart. I don't know. You, no, no, you but, got the list so of stories. The, this one goes about people that just want to get pissed off. So this lady comes in, and she uh, she's like, yeah, there's kind of like a belt squeal noise. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Can you take a look at it? Yes, of course we can. So we take a look at it, and my tech comes up to my desk, and he goes, hey, I think you should see this. So I said, oh, all right. And I went out and I looked at it with him. Those are the best. Yeah. When nobody nobody gives you any form of yeah. context, they're I'll just like, hey, you need to see this. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, God, this is going to be great. Hey, you can't make this shit up. Come on, let's look. So I go out with him. And sure as shit, I needed to see that. So <clears throat> the crank pulley, normally when it fails, it fails out. So it falls out, more or less. This one didn't. This one failed backwards. Mm. So this one fell into the engine. Towards the block. (laughs) Towards the block, which also runs into the timing cover. Hmm. This was an older Outback, like an O. It was probably like an 08, 09, that body style. Same motor that was in my Legacy. Yep, Yep. 2.5. Again, keyword was. Yeah. Um, And he's like, yeah, well, the pulley broke, so it pushed it into the timing cover. So your serpentine belt now, instead of having, what, five ribs, it has two and a half. Huh. So that's like string and hanging off there. Right. And uh, I'm surprised it didn't suck it through the seals like the N54s do. Oh, it gets it gets good. I didn't get to the good part, not the seal part, but uh, it started to rub through the timing cover. So now there's a hole in the timing cover. Oh, but if you look close enough, you can see it starting to wear through the timing belt. Mm, nice. Nice. So of course he gets me uh, an estimate, uh, parts estimate together. I get the entire estimate together. Call the lady. I said, "Hey, this is this is what we what we're working with." Well, immediately she's pissed off. Oh, it's gonna be this amount. Well, you guys are just trying to screw me. I was like, "Ma'am, it's 
Man, we will order the parts and you can come fix it yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, look, like, it really needs to be done. I would not drive this car. And you've driven some serious shit boxes in your day. Yeah, I have. Mostly owned by you. But yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, they've never but, been owned by you, but you've driven them. But I'm like, look, I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable driving it myself. I don't feel comfortable with you driving it yourself. If you don't want the work done, that's all on you. But get that to car towed i'm gonna come pick it up so she comes in she's screaming and hollering i said and like she's making a scene and the way our our area was set up my desk looked right out into the uh what we called our breezeway so they had automatic doors you pull up the door opens you pull in we go out we chat with you all that shit well there's a side door and you can walk in in between my desk and the glass going out into the breezeway and then to my left would be our waiting area so she's screaming and hollering. I'm like, I don't want people to like freak out. Like, what? This lady's going batshit crazy in front of everyone. I was like, all right, ma'am. Because she came in, paid her bill, the Diag bill, got her keys, went out to her car, and then came back in. And this is when she started freaking the fuck out. So I'm like, all right, ma'am, let's let's just go for a walk. Let's go out to your car, and we can kind of go over everything that you're upset about. Let's have a rational conversation like adults. Yes, because one, it the walk would get her a minute or so to calm down and it would get her out of the waiting area so she wasn't causing a scene and my service manager appreciated it she actually came out w with us and um her husband was there out at the car and she said this is not the way i brought the car in i just want the car in the same condition that it was when i brought it in what she was talking about is there was a strand of the serpentine belt that was hanging off just hanging there and she goes, I don't want it like that. I said, ma'am, it's like that, and it's only going to get worse because of the repairs that you and I had talked about. How The crank pulley had failed. Yeah, oh, yeah. And she's like, nope, I'm just going to come pick it up. Yeah, because, okay, so d she needed a crank pulley. She needed a serpentine belt. She needed a timing cover and a timing belt. And if right. I'm in there doing a timing belt... Gonna I'm going to highly recommend doing a, a water pump and a thermostat, all the gaskets, all that shit, while we're in there. Right. If you want just the timing belt, that's technically all you need. Bro, where some. is it? I guarantee you, right here. I would have given her this one. This is literally the <laughs> thermostat for that engine. It showed up yeah. the day after I got rid of the car. There, I set it on this show. So, see... And that's another thing that people don't understand, especially with cars. But that's a $5 part. A yeah. thermostat is a $5 part. A water yes. pump is a $30 part. Yes. I understand there's labor involved, but yes. it's a while you're in there. Yes. Had and, she and paid to have this work done, that car would have been fine for... Yes. And until I, the head gaskets went. Like, that's the one thing people don't understand is... And I, have, of course, was not one of those people that really pushed it. Right. If I sold it, cool. Awesome. But it was more like... Look, this is what you need, and this is, while we're in there, probably wouldn't be a bad idea to do this that way. When your water pump fails, 50 miles down the road, 3,000 miles down the road, whatever it is, you don't come back to me and be like the other guy with the Impreza and say, I just spent 1500 bucks on my car, and you something That's else failed. Our, our friend group, the Pittsburgh friend group, like Blair, yeah. Chance, RJ, yeah. Sam, all of those kids, our... I don't want to say it's our motto of our friend group, but while you're in there yeah. is a very, very common thing. Yep. So I, I understand why dealerships, it's not a money thing, 
that yeah. dealerships there, are There are saying, some people that they, solely go in there. Like, But the, there are dealerships yeah. are looking out for you to, to a certain extent. Yeah. When, okay, yeah, you need a timing belt and a timing cover. Yep. Let's do the water pump thermostat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it makes Dude, sense. Dude, we're, we're in there. Yeah. It's going to save you in the long run. Because <clears throat> you like see you that said, now? No. Like you said, 3,000 miles down the road, well, now you got to pay for all that labor all over again because you got to take the same shit apart to do all exactly. of it. Exactly. So I'm saving you 1500 bucks <laughs> to just do it. Right. So she declined the work came to pick up her car and her serpentine belt at this point is not sitting correctly so it's going to keep shredding itself right so there's a string of the belt just hanging off of the belt it's not connected on one end it's just floppy like a flaccid you know what and i was like ma'am i was like that's that was like that we haven't we literally haven't touched anything we literally looked at it inspected everything we didn't even take the belt off because we didn't know if we could get it back on if you didn't want to do the work right and you wanted to come pick it up i was like we didn't touch anything she goes, well, it wasn't like that. I was like, well, it's going to get worse till you get home if you actually drive it. Don't drive it. But if you drive it, she did. I was like, yeah. And this is the timing belt that's wearing through because shit's broke. And yeah, and it, she freaked out. She's like, I have a problem with this dealership. She goes, you guys are trying to screw me and all this stuff. And then she looks at actually, me and she goes, we're trying to make sure that you don't get stuck on... 81 or 83 or wherever you're going but okay she goes goes, you guys are trying to sabotage my car all this stuff and i looked at her i was like ma'am and this is in front of my service manager i looked at her i said ma'am if this is the stuff that we were doing at this dealership i was like she and i would not be here because she and i are not okay with that sabotage right i was like so clearly no i was like we're not trying to and she looks at me she goes you know what the only good thing about this dealership is you you've been awesome and i was like shit awesome she likes me but like why the fuck are you yelling at me like so all i hear is yeah. chief keep going <laughs> she think i'm cute she want to have sex <laughs> so like yeah but what happened she literally drove the car yep she took it left never heard from again nope hmm. oh by the way that i was gonna tell you what happened with i don't know everything that happened with that 2019 sti uh he came in paid his bill returned his loaner car and uh my boss came up to me like three days later and she goes, Hey, I thought that dude paid his bill and picked up the STI. I was like, yeah, he did come in. I was like, why? She goes, the car's still sitting out back. Cool. Sat there for about four months. And then it just up and disappeared. Huh? Cool. Not my problem. <laughs> Nobody I don't know, knows where but it I don't went. know what happened. No, no one knows. Uh-huh. I know. I know we didn't sell him a car. And I don't know what his plan was, if he got it repoed, if he's still paying on it. I don't know. But, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Like, I I feel bad in that situation. You can only feel so bad, though, because, like, yeah, bro, oil changes. Literally, a, a lot, uh, there's a lot of maintenance that needs done on a lot of different things, yeah. especially cars that are considered high-performance vehicles. But it all starts with routine maintenance. Well, if okay. you cannot, if you cannot change your oil, I don't care if you have a 1998 Honda Civic because there's still a million and a half of those on the road. Oh yeah, Toyota Corolla, Camry, whatever. Yeah. Toyotas will run forever on oil, oil changes, oil changes, brake services, and um, tires. Yeah, that's literally all yeah. that a Toyota will take. Yeah. 
So there are so many old Toyotas on the road. But if you cannot, even if you're a normie, you're not into cars, if you cannot either A, change your oil yourself, or B, take it somewhere regularly to be serviced, yep. you you really shouldn't be driving. No. And, and I, the, the thing is, it's such a simple routine maintenance. Oil changes are not expensive. Yeah. But if you can't even manage to do that, you have no business owning yeah. a high-performance vehicle. And, and don't get me wrong. I understand some people don't want to come to the dealership because it's expensive. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, this guy bought an STI. And just based on the situation and how well, it even sounds... Even if an oil change is $100 every three months... It's not even that much. I know, but <laughs> even if it if it was right. $100 every three months... Saves you twenty six grand. That saves you twenty six grand plus the forty grand that you still owe on the car. But, but and I and I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, okay, based on how everything's playing out, I'm assuming he bought this car, and didn't think past buying the car. Oh, I can afford it. I can make the payments. I can. They will approve it. Cool. But then the cost of the the maintenance was too much that he didn't want to go and have someone do it. So, if he did even do the servicing himself or his brother or whoever it was. It's like, it's like that whole disconnect. It's like, okay, yes, you can afford this, but you also have to make sure that you understand when you have to do brakes on an STI, it's not 200, 300 bucks like it normally would be if you go to a dealership. It's like 1200 bucks. Right. So it's, it's, there's, there's a huge difference there. People don't think through that shit. Yeah. I mean, there's, that can be said about anybody. There's plenty of people, BMWs, Porsches, uh. Not so much Porsches, but like there's there's definitely people that will buy M cars, yeah, and not maintain them. And that's we had a. And it's like, bro, uh, like I, at my job now, we had a dude come in, super awesome dude. He owns a company, and I forget what they do, but uh, he brought in his three ninety two Durango. Ooh, and he brought it in a couple months ago for a service, tire rotation, all that good stuff. Well, then he came in a little bit ago. He goes, uh... I think there's something wrong with my tires. They make a lot of noise. Dude, they were getting chopped to shit. Like, the alignment wasn't set right. And they're soft tires, and they're massive tires. I took a picture of what size they were. Um, They're big boys. Uh, Let me quick look here, because I'm I'm a little curious as to what size they are. Probably 325s. Bigger, I think. Really? Damn. They're, They're big girls. 295 45 20 zr20 oh okay so about that wide yeah that's that's wide yeah 295 45 zr20s and dude spent well we told him like yeah due to the alignment didn't alignment we're like it's gonna like help a little bit but they're still wearing like ass and you're gonna need tires before too long especially if the noise is bothering you just buy new tires well, dude, it wore the insides hard. Came in the next time with cords showing. Got him new tires, twelve hundred bucks. And he goes, "Just do me a favor and just check the alignment again." We did the alignment. We set it to what Dodge's specs were for it. Well, Dodge's specs are such that it has a lot of negative camber and caster, which is going to make it handle nicely. But it's also going to wear your tires a little bit more. So we, we talked to him, we're like, 
look, man. And we brought him out to the alignment machine. We're like, look, this is what we want to set it to. This is why we want to set it. But when you get your alignment sheet, it's going to look all red <laughs> because it's not it's what not they want us to set that, it up. Right. But it's going to help with your tire wear. Handling-wise, I did drive it after I, I got it all finished up, and it drove fine. Like, I couldn't... On normal... I, I even gave her a little bit of hell around some of the turns on the one back road just to make sure she handled right. And you can't tell, unless you're track driving that car, you're really not going to notice. But if you're track driving a car, you're not going to care that you have to spend over $1,200 right. on tires. If you're track driving a large SUV, that's yeah. you're just putting, you're money, putting money in the paper shredder again. But, so, but wild. Yeah. But he was cool. He's like, yeah, dude, I really appreciate that. Not everyone's like that. And I... I told my service manager, I was like, please make sure he understands, like, his tires are still going to wear quicker than other cars. Right. Like, you're not going to get Ford Fusion mileage out of tires on a car like that. And he's like, no, no, he does understand that. He goes, I made sure of that. He goes, he just wants to make sure he gets as much out of them as he can. <laughs> so well, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, what, what should I do next? Window. The window? That's what I was that's, thinking. Right. <laughs> that's my favorite fucking story. <laughs> so so this happened to us once, and it actually happened to, to Volkswagen, which was right next to us, uh, ooh, right before I left, actually. Like, maybe a month or two before I left. Um, so I was at lunch one day, came back, and I said to the, the other advisor that was there, I said, uh, did I miss anything? He goes, oh, shit, yeah, dude. He goes, this place oh, was... You weren't even there I when it happened. Even there. That fucking sucks. No, I know. So, I get back from lunch. I, uh, the other advisor that was there with me, looked at him. I was like, "How'd it go?" Because like, when when one of us was on lunch, the other would help out with our customers, all that stuff. I was like, "Anything crazy?" He goes, "Oh shit, yeah, dude." He goes, "We almost got bombed." I was like, "What?" He goes, "Go up to the to the showroom." So I go up to the showroom and there's just glass everywhere. And I look over and sure as shit, one of the windows is gone. Like, gone. And oh, the that's generally and, how a window ends up and, on the floor. And, and in between the windows, there's, you know, metal par bars. They're all smashed in and shit. And I went back to him and was like, what happened? He goes, oh, a customer went to park their car, drove over the curb, and drove through the, the showroom. I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, no. It's like, what the heck? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to piece it all together. <laughs> He's like, uh, they were looking for the driver. Like, this car's there sitting in the window, and there's no one there. Like, he disappeared. I was like, okay, did they find him? He goes, yeah, I found him. <laughs> He's like, dude came in and said, hey, I need to cancel my, I think I, I think I need to cancel my appointment. He's like, all right, when is it? Uh, like, right now. He's like, okay, do you need re reschedule or anything like that? No, not now. <laughs> and then he disappeared. He goes, that's the that's the fucker that drove through the window. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, first instinct, drive over the curb, smash the window, get out, cancel your appointment, and then go back to deal with the shit that you just caused. Yeah. I can't believe nobody witnessed him, like... Yeah. Nobody was yeah, in the showroom like, to, like, witness yeah. him, like, get out of the car and yeah. walk away. <laughs> yep. What the fuck? bizarre <laughs> bizarre oh man and just people driving good lord terrible it's, terrible yeah. it, like people 
I got I got yelled at a couple times for this. I just like to see how things play out. Like, yeah, it's customer service, but like sometimes I just want to see if you can figure yeah, it out. It's, it's like, yeah, you gotta let people make their own fuck ups. Exactly. So like we like I said, our breezeway. You pull up to the door. The door's automatic. Like it literally opens right in front of you, and uh, you you just pull in. It's pr- it's pretty self explanatory. Well, in the morning, first thing in the morning, there's just herds of people outside. Well, sometimes people would pull up, they'd actually go in, and then they'd park like they'd stop. Now, our breezeway, if the end door's open, you can fit three cars per side in the breezeway. Well, people would pull in until their car was like just inside the door, and then the door would close. And there's still four more cars sitting outside. Okay. Then my favorite, oh, well, okay, not my favorite. My second favorite is when people pull up to the door, the door opens, they don't do anything, the door's on a timer, so then it closes, and then they just sit out there and get mad that no one's coming out. Door, I didn't, what am I supposed open. to do? The door open, go in. <laughs> or park in a parking spot so I don't have to deal with this shit. So I got I got yelled at for just watching sometimes. I just wanted to see if they'd figure it out. Like every, And every now and then I'd even give them like a hint, like I'd open the door for them. Like again. Like, oh, it closed for like two minutes. Just hit the button, see if, see if they come in. Nope. So then I had to walk out and talk to them, but you know, whatever. My favorite, all oh, the best. One of those doors broke. So the breezeway had two doors, two sides. Usually we used one for coming in, one for going out. Your car's done, it's parked on that side, just pull out. Cool. Well, the one door, the one entrance door broke. So we locked it. Did somebody drive through it? No, no, no. No? No, well, I'm getting there. It was closed, so we put a cone in front of it to signal, and we turned off. They had lights above the doors, um, which people also didn't look at because we had a red X in front of the outdoor and a green a green arrow saying go in for that's, the inside. That's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, people if would you're pull on the wrong side. Moron. People would pull on the wrong side and wonder why there's like three cars sitting there facing them. Yeah, that was fun. But so we had a cone there, and we had the red X above it, so to signal, don't come in this side. And then we turned the other lane into our inside. Well, this dude parks his car right out there. I was like, that's a little weird. And then he comes in and he goes, is your door broken? And I looked at him and I was like, here's your sign. <laughs> yeah, that's why the cone's there. I was wondering why there was a cone there. You dumbass. Like, <laughs> what? Like, how do you respond to that? Like, And that's the problem with customer service, too, is you can't tell people how it is. Like, well, that's, yeah. no shit. Like, Fucking figure it out. Go park in a spot. I don't care. Like, just don't be stupid. Like, <laughs> come on. Good lord. And that, oh, that, and then my next story, speaking of stupid. So, part of the joys of being a service advisor is you get to talk to people on the phone. Horrible. And, uh, this lady calls me and she's like, yeah, I'm having trouble unlocking my car. I said, okay. Um, the buttons don't seem to work or anything like that. She goes, no, no, I, none of the buttons are working. I don't know if the key's dead or what. So on the, and I said, so this is a, a like a push button start. She said, yeah. So on the Subarus, they have an emergency key built in. Most of the manufacturers do. Most people just don't know about them or believe it or not. Most people don't know that. So on the back of the, I said, this is after hearing her rant for like 13 minutes. That's oddly specific, but okay. Well, the whole conversation was about 15 or 16 minutes. And I know at the very last two minutes were the the intriguing part. 
Oh, so yeah, you gotta wait that first thirteen minutes. Well, to basically, get to the intriguing part. Well, the first thirteen involved asking questions, her explaining, and then me saying, "Hey, you should look at this." No, 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 this isn't how it is. Okay, lady, like, yeah, I don't do this for a living. I don't know. So eventually, I'm like, "Well, why don't you just use the emergency key, and just open, like, unlock the door, and then jumpstart the car, or if it won't start, or I don't know what the problem is. I'm not there." And she goes, I don't, I don't, I didn't know there was an emergency key. I was like, okay. I was like, so the side that has the buttons on it, I was like, flip it over. And there's a little silver button. I was like, push the button and then pull the bottom of the key. And the emergency key comes out. She goes, I can't find this button. I was like, I was like, so ma'am, if you hold it and you're looking at the buttons, I was like, just flip it over. And then the silver buttons on the back. She goes, I flip it over and I just see the Lexus symbol. And I said, Ma'am, why are you using a Lexus key to try and get into your Subaru? And she goes, oh, never mind. And then she hung up on me. Yeah, because she felt like a dumb bitch. Well, like, she's freaking out. Like, ma'am, your Lexus key isn't going to lock your Subaru. Like, you just wasted 15 minutes of my time. My and God. all I'm getting out of this is a fucking podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That might be our Instagram clip for this one. Yeah. You can't lock your Subaru with a Lexus key, but if you throw it hard enough at the window, you might unlock it. That's fair. (laughs) Oh, man. Fuck me. Yeah. Dude, you can't make some of this shit up. No, you really can't. That's... I love my career because I get just enough customer service experience, and what I lack in customer service experience with my you get career. From me. I <laughs> No, I get from fucking dealing with horsepower and pizza. That's fair. And now Pizza Boy Metalworks as well. But oh, dude. like people are some of the most intriguing creatures on the planet. You know why I'm so good at talking on the phone. Why? Because I fucking hate talking on the phone. <laughs> so you make it as enjoyable as possible. Bro, no, like I make it I make it Quick and to the point. We had to call customer service on an issue with the water jet the other week. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the operations manager's office. And while it's on hold, I'm like, you want me to lead? He's like, yeah, that's fine. Or I can't. I Just as we're having this conversation, the dude picks up. Hey, this is Will from the company. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Will, my name is Bailey Shank. I work for a company in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. I'm not going to say where. I yeah. said, hey, I'm joined here with our operations manager blank yeah whose name is on all the paperwork so they know who's calling yeah i explained in very thorough detail from start to finish the issue we were having yeah i talked for probably three minutes straight before will on the other end of the phone got a word in and as i was done i I said sorry that was probably a lot and he goes (sighs) and he paused for a second And he goes, all right, here's your issue. I gave him everything he needed to know. He diagnosed our fucking issue over the phone. In five minutes. In five minutes. No, like, he's like, hey, are you on a cell phone? Like, can you walk out to the machine? I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, we can do that. We walked out. We were probably on the phone maybe 20, 25 minutes at the very longest. Because I told him what we were doing. He goes, okay, go do it. Oh, that's good customer service, too. Not, oh, give me a call back. Because then you don't know if you're going to get them. You have to sit through the whole process again. He 
we have his contact info now, at least his email. That motherfucker walked us through a problem that I thought for sure we were going to have to call them and they were going to have to fly a tech out. He walked us through a fucking solution over the phone. He's like, oh yeah, it's this part. He's like, um, we'll overnight it to you because it only had 70 hours on it since new. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we'll overnight that to you. I'm like, is there a cord? We got to send... Nope, you guys can keep the old one too. So we actually sent it to another pump company to pull it apart and see why it failed because we do a lot of work for another pump company. So they're just going to kind of pull it apart and look at it for us, I guess, Yeah. when they get a chance. But there are there are people who are meant to work in customer service. I'm not one of them. I'm, I After two and a half years, hell no. Mm-hmm. But that that dude that we dealt with he is made to be tech support. Yeah. Like, 100%. And I told him that. I was like, bro, I don't know if you see this issue a lot or if you're just that fucking good at your job. Yeah. But you know your shit. And that made me... I yeah. love when I can get the solution that I need. But that's why I'm good at talking on the... I fucking hate talking on the phone more than anything. Yeah. So I try to make it as concise as possible. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I literally... I introed gave all the issue we were having and i passed the phone over to the operations manager i was like okay you can you can do the talking from here on out i'll just do whatever he tells us to do yeah that's cool no but that's customer service is wild oh yeah any other stories on that list i got i got the last one the last one yeah is it the best for last or do you got a brainstorm one this one's probably one of my favorites because this dude was just wild okay well, not as wild. Oh, there was a dude that they called Wild Bill. Sorry, sidetrack. And uh, he was wild. I, I would imagine that's like there, how you get the nickname Wild Bill. There was some inappropriate comments. One of my technicians got yelled at based on a conversation he had with Wild Bill. It involved how he liked his coffee. So, and he said it in front of, like, the entire waiting room. But uh, Yeah, along like, those lines. Like, like my coffee, like my women. Hot. And without somebody else's dick in it. Yeah, more or less. So he got yelled at for that. But uh, anyway, so this customer, um, I guess I'll call him Mr. M because I probably shouldn't use uh, actual names. Yeah, I appreciate that. Saves me from uh, editing a whole bunch of shit. Dude, though, I do like hearing the bleeps every now and then. Every now and again. Whether or not it's actual swear words or not, it does make me laugh sometimes. Okay. So Mr. M, uh, Mr. M was an older dude. he had a real deep voice. I can't really do a good impression, but it was just a really good deep voice. So anytime he, you heard him on the phone, you knew it was him. Uh, he was a. I think he smoked backwoods, being that I every time he came in, his door guard was just packed full of backwoods packs, and his backwoods were packed full of something else. Probably. That's yeah. But uh, I don't actually know if Mr. M had a valid driver's license. Every time he came in, he paid with a check. And he always showed us a license with a hole punched in it. Nice. So I never actually saw a valid license from him. But anyway, uh, Mr. M came in all the time. He hated his car. He had like a an 18, a seven, I think it was a 17 Outback. And every time he came in, hey, Mr. M, how's it going? I fucking hate my car. I think he's a piece of shit. Good, Mr. M. <laughs> what can I help you with? Well, half the time he couldn't figure out how to get it started, and it was a turnkey, so all he had to do was turn the key, and it, it would start. Um, 
but there was uh, there was one time, two instances that really stood out. Um, the one time he was actually working with one of the other advisors, um, and I hear him on the phone. He's like, "Oh, it won't start. Okay, normally we have you call a, a, a towing company, but I'll, I'll give one of the ones we use a call, and he'll meet you out there." Okay, cool. I said to the other advisor, I was like, who is that? And he goes, oh, Mr. M, his car won't start at the liquor store. <laughs> I said, okay. So uh, about 10 minutes later, Mr. M comes walking through the door. I said, hey, Mr. M, how's it going? He said, uh, just kept walking and sat down in the, in the uh, waiting room. And I look at uh, the other advisor. I'm like, didn't you say you were sending a tow truck out to Mr. M? He's like, yeah, they're on their way. Why? I was like, well, he's in our waiting room now. He just walked in. He's like, what the hell, dude? So he went out and talked to him. He goes, his car started, finally. It wasn't in park. So he put it in park, started it, still drove there, but didn't talk to anyone, and he didn't need to be there. So that's Mr. M for you. Well, one time he comes in, and uh, he looks a little clueless like normal, and I said to him, I was like, what can I help you with? He goes, I don't really know what to do with this. And I said, what is it? And he hands me an envelope, and I open it, and it's a, a Sunoco gas bill. So I looked at him, and I was like, well, this looks like it's your gas bill from a Sunoco. And, uh, How to get a bill? Yeah, I don't know. I no idea. I've never seen one of them before. Yep, me neither. I generally just uh, yep. stick my card in and Bingo. do my thing. Yep. But Okay. So I was like, okay. I was like, well, I was like, it looks like they need this amount. And uh, it looks like this is the website you go to and you can pay online with a card. And I look at him and he hands me his checkbook and he goes, I want to pay like this. I said, okay. I was like, well, then you're going to need an envelope. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, actually, hold on. I went, I got an envelope for him. I was like, this is where you're going to send it to. And I wrote out the address on it, everything like that. I was like, all you need to do is write a check put it in there, put a stamp on it, and send it. He goes, oh, thanks, man. That was easy. And then he left. He didn't even need car help. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding no. me? No. He showed up to the dealership. To ask how to pay a Sunoco gas bill. Yes. So you guys pay his fucking electric bill for him, too? Uh, not since I was there. No. Jeez. At least he's a genuine human being. Dude, he was hilarious. Yeah, he was one of the best people to deal with. Fucking he funny. always complained about his car. He never knew what was going to come out of his mouth. Everything was always shitty when he asked him. But yeah, it was awesome. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, just put them down. <laughs> oh, man. Harry American winning machine. When I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. <laughs> Susan, you gotta get out of my way when I get into autograph, man. <laughs> oh, God. Is that your last story, Booker? That I can think of. I thought of another one while I was telling it, but I can't remember it. Alright. Maybe we'll do a part two at some point. But yeah. I appreciate you guys listening. We're about 15 minutes out from. Oh shit! The Oakland round of Supercross. You haven't talked too long. Nah, we're good. We're on. We're on par with our where we need to be. Fair enough. I like that sweatshirt. I like it too. It's comfy. We got new sweatshirts. They're on the website. And they're 
fuck, they're not on the website. They're on Andrew. They're on Andrew. Who's Andrew? Who's Andrew? Yeah, they're on Booker. <laughs> um, I have new sweatshirts. They will be on the website shortly. I'm not sure when. Uh, kind of an issue with them. I don't even have one. Yeah, there are those ones hanging up. I don't have one. They lost all of my mediums and half of my larges. I do not have one in my size. You're a medium? Yes. You, Ron, and Kyle, and Danny, that I both I work with both of them, they have them. Yeah. I, I don't it. have one. They are gray crewnecks. I'm not... They, they say vibe check. They got a check engine light on them with my logo on it. I'm pretty impressed. They will be on the website at... My mom likes them. I told you that. Kathy. Kathy is a saint. We love Kathy. Yeah. Um, they, they will be on my website, www.horsepowerandpizza.com, if you would like to support. We will be at Steel City Expo. We will be at Steel City Finest, both Pittsburgh car scene shows. What are those at? May and August, usually, or June and August. I don't have dates yet. Okay. I didn't... Expo is my favorite show because that's the indoor one. Okay. Um, We will be at both of those shows. I plan to be at Junk Food Meet on City Island, and we will probably be at various Drift Evergreen events and Club Loose 2 events at at least Pit Race. I'd like to try to make the Midvale this year as well. But I'm still working on finishing up the E36. If you would like to follow along, at Horsepower Pizza on all platforms, specifically TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, don't really use the Twitter too much. I do like Twitter, though, so maybe I should start using that a little more. I just logged in for the first time since, I think my phone said, like, 2018. Yeah, you logged in when we were watching Supercross last week. I don't know why. Because it felt like I I needed to. Yeah, I don't know. Twitter's cool. I like Twitter. I learn a lot on Twitter. Like actually learn a lot on twitter but um i just like and it's good to keep up talk shit it's good to keep up with sports i used to be really good at talking shit on twitter like really good at talking shit on twitter now i keep my mouth shut and mind my own fucking business it seems to work out better that way i feel like that's less fun now it's a a lot less fun but that's (laughs) part of growing up damn it that's the sacrifices you make to try during supercross and not talking shit on twitter yeah That, those are the sacrifices you make to try to make it in business in your mid to late 20s. That's fair. It's wild. Yeah. I've come a long way from sleeping three hours a night and doing all sorts of wild shit to sleeping three hours a night and not doing any wild shit. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm having a great time. I hope you guys are having a great time. I hope you're having a great day wherever you're listening from. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for listening to me rant. Yeah, I guess thanks for listening instead of thanks for watching because you're not really watching anything. But, yeah, anyway, love y'all. Peace out. Build it for you.